You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Teen Mom. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Teen Mom news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now... Picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues. It's After Buzz TV for Teen Mom. Hello, hello, Mari Fagel here, and we are back from a week hiatus. I'm joined by Ed. Ed, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, Mari. So, uh, last week a lot of things happened. This week a lot of things happened. Um... The one person I actually think that not that much happened in the past two weeks is actually Amber. And so that's what I just want to get off. I want to get your opinions on this. But we can start out talking about her and her development this season. I really feel like MTV is drawing out her custody and her, you know, child protective services and police battle, and I know that they can't film inside the police department and inside the courthouse that's maybe limiting it, but, like, I feel like her, her legal battles are probably the most dramatic. Her fights with Gary are probably the most dramatic, yet I felt that she was given little attention this episode. What did you think? Well, she is, you know, obviously the most volatile uh, of all of the girls, and I still swear every single time that they start her and Gary start to fight, I feel like she's going to hit you, dude. Get out of the room. You know, she just gets so angry about everything. And and then you see her in other scenes where she seems really sort of calm and together. And the whole court thing has calmed her down. But um, I think that Amber is exactly like you're saying. They, She is the ideal um, person for this type of show, you know, both for good reasons and bad reasons, right? Like the good reasons are that MTV, you know, could say, look, this is an example of what not to do. But then you also have such extreme behavior and experiences that they're going through that make it for really interesting TV, you know, the whole like watching a train record thing, you, you know, it's... Yeah, I'm just kind of curious what the producers and editors are thinking because sometimes when I watch Caitlin, I feel like they're straining to get a story out of her each week. And this week, you know, she got a lot of airtime. And I understand it was, you know, interesting, her and her mom and counseling and everything. But she doesn't have the baby in her life anymore. So, you know, it's interesting to see her trials and tribulations. But Amber is just like, you couldn't write a character more dramatic than her reality. And yeah. so I just wonder why there's not more of her. Well, um, uh, yeah, I think that, there's going to be stuff coming up. I mean, obviously, there's some things they can't show. And I don't know. What if uh, what if MTV is like, you know, once they, uh, once they saw that she was actually, um, the police were actually um, involved because of what happened on the show, what if MTV said, okay, well, maybe we're going to tone it down or something like that, you know? 
Uh, and, and I have a See, quick. I'm wondering. I have a quick host note, uh, Jesse. Uh, I got a a text message from Isabel saying that she's calling in, but it's just ringing. So if you see her, she sounds like she wants to uh, join in. Uh, but go ahead. Oh, well, that'll be good. That'd be cool. Um, but I'm wondering if maybe the reason why I feel like Amber's storyline is slow is because so much has happened to her since the period in time that we're watching the episode yes. that I know so much more. I know that she actually did go to jail for a day. I know that she had a suicide attempt. I know that she's currently at rehab. Yes. So maybe it's just that I know that there's so much more drama, but the fact that they're kind of like lingering through the last three weeks talking about, oh, is Child Protective Services going to come? And when they finally did come this episode, it wasn't even that big of a deal. I just kind of feel like, We'll, we'll get to the drama already. Oh, All right, guys, we have true. Isabel on the line with us. Hi, it's Isabel. Hey, Isabel. We uh, we were just... Hi, Isabel. So I just want to ask you off the bat, we're talking about Amber and whether MTV is showing her drama enough, because I kind of feel like they're drawing it out and that there's a lot more drama there than the other girls. So what do you say? Oh, yes. It's definitely being covered up a lot. I mean, we all have seen her on the tabloids, and we know there's a lot more there. I was even questioning throughout the, the episode, you know, they didn't even show, did she really break up with um, Gary? They just showed a little piece of her saying, I'm staying with my friends, but it doesn't tell us the whole background. So they're definitely covering a lot up. But why would they cover that up? Like, I noticed that, too. Like, all of a sudden, the title of, the, of Gary underneath his name said Amber's ex. ex. You know, yes. I'm like, when did that happen? You know, like officially. And then his mom is trying to tell him, look, you just need to leave her alone. Let her go. Stop all this back and forth. And I figured she was talking about them being, you know, in a relationship and then out of one and in one and out of one. Well, isn't that what she was referring to? I mean, I think so. But it's like we didn't get to see that part. Like, I, I mean, I don't remember seeing that, the in and out and, okay, we're, we're together again. We're not, I mean, I remember they were apart for a while, but then they got back together, and then I didn't feel like I didn't see him break well, up. Well, like, I, I don't think she's only talking about this season. And there's been other seasons where they've done the same thing over and over again. Just yeah. Up, well, I think, up, recently, up, I think most recently, the reason why I said X under his name is because last episode we left off with that big fight where she all of a sudden blew up at him out of nowhere left to go to her old apartment to her friend's house and this episode picked up with that and she said she's been staying at her friend's house and that she's not with him anymore. So that's like, that's the thing is with back and forth relationships like that, something as little as like a fight will then mean we're over. And it's like how many times have we heard Amber say over and over again, we're over, we're done, this is done, you know, so she means it every time apparently. So, so you don't think that like they had you know, an argument, and then afterwards they had a, a like an, a civil conversation or something happened off camera where they said, okay, we're broken up, and then... I, and, no, because why would that be off camera? That's what I'm I, saying. I don't that's, know. I kind of exactly. agree with Ed, because this time when she left, she did not walk away and say, it's over. She said, I'm leaving. So I took it as, okay, she's actually maturing a little, and she's probably leaving to take a breather, to go away, and just, you know, calm down and then come back. But then we come back this episode, and nothing's explained all right. we learned is she's not living with gary and or the baby right 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 and and she's when her friends ask well what about gary and she's like i don't know you know you know it's it's really like not it doesn't sound for sure but yet we're told you know they're exes okay. the thing with back and forth relationships there's always going to be a blurred line there's always going to be the in between so like 
maybe it's not, it's just, like, their relationship isn't that clear-cut, so it can't be that clear-cut for viewers. But I will say the one thing about Amber this episode that I thought was interesting is, you know, the last few episodes, she will all of a sudden, she'll be happy, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, blow up, get so angry. I mean, the, the fight last week was insane because Gary wasn't even saying anything. She was saying, I'm going through a lot, and he was being supportive, and all of a sudden, she took that to mean him saying, oh, well, the baby's not going to be taken from me. But I saw one moment of clarity this episode where she was talking to her friend and she said, you know, I need to work on getting better for Leah. I need to, you know, be there and be a better mother. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, she has this moment of clarity. And that's how I refer to it as because she's so manic. She'll be happy one second and totally crazed the next second. And that is why I really think that, you know, we've heard that she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, but she claims that it's just the ups and downs of being a teen mom. I actually really do think that she's bipolar because she has these manic episodes and that is characteristic of someone with bipolar disorder is they have these moments of clarity. Yeah. Yeah, she sure did. She sure did. I mean, Isabel, what did you think about that? You know, uh, I, I I just think she is um, someone that has been battling with, um, as I mentioned before, I love reading books, and I think w- when I've read about postpartum, it can really, a woman can learn to deal with it and overcome it, or it can stay with you as long as, I mean, it can take years. And I think her postpartum was so hard, and it was happening all around her dad's uh, sickness, which we still don't know if the dad's alive or not. Um, There was just so much going on in her life, and she was definitely one of the teen moms that never accepted that, you know, I had a baby, uh, I have to deal with this. It's like she hated herself for that. I think there's so much more uh, emotions and so much more problems there that she's going through, and it still involves the postpartum, and you're right, and maybe she is now bipolar. We don't... I feel like when we started watching her, she wasn't as upset, as angry, as hurt, as sad. You know, I don't think she was that bad, and I think after the pregnancy, uh, it's probably what got her where she's at now, but I do believe that it's still postpartum there and then now this new you know sickness which is bipolar and whatever's going on in her life she just needs a lot of help all around and it's nothing yeah. being helped here nothing's being we don't we see her talk about going to therapy but we never see her in the session so i'm wondering again is mtv covering that or are they not allowed to bring the cameras because it has to do with you know domestic violence i have no idea but it's something big you're talking about in well, the did court? Did you notice his mom brought up the fact that she needs to go to anger management and kind of said that she doesn't go to anger management, but she should. Right. Um, but do you remember also Amber mentions at some point to Gary, uh, you know, she said, did you tell them that I'm going to therapy? But we never actually see her in those sessions. We see Farah, we see Caitlin and her mom, but we never get to see... Yeah. Amber. So, I, again, this is where the whole question of is MTV hiding something or are they even allowed to bring the cameras in because this is something to do with domestic violence and a, a baby that's involved. So I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on here. Now, I have another question, and it's, I can't help but feel like because she is going through all this on camera, that she's being treated differently than any other person who may have abused or hit their boyfriend. Because 
that would have been something that, you know, had they not been on camera, Gary would have never said anything. He would have never gone to the police. So, you know, Child Protective Services is after the poli- after her. The police is after her. But had she not been a reality star, would she have had to go through any of this? And do you think it's too harsh what they're doing? Or do you think that she deserves to be investigated and she deserved, I mean, she only ended up going to jail for a day, but she did indeed go to jail. She did indeed get investigated and Gary did indeed have to take temporary custody of her. So do you think that that was harsh or do you think that was fair? I definitely think that they were going uh, against MTV. Whoever was like, did you watch the show? Did you see what this girl did? She's not getting in trouble. So I think they were going against MTV, and uh, she's getting punished for it. Because you're right, I don't think if this had never been aired, she had never been on the show, I don't think she would be going through everything that she's going through now. Uh, And she would probably be at home with Gary and the whole mess, you know, breaking up, making up, and... But maybe it's a good thing. Maybe she needed this, so next time she's not beating her baby while she's angry at Gary, you know. I think Yeah, I think it's it very, very clearly um, every sort of policy that comes out of, like, these protective agencies, uh, whether they're trying to protect uh, from domestic violence in general or protecting kids, they always err on the side of extreme caution. And so, um, you know... Here we have a situation where there's it's it's on video what the assault and what happened, and so it's you know most of the time these agencies and these law enforcement people they have to go based on eyewitness accounts and they don't always have video. This time they have video of what happened, and you know it's against the law. You can't do that, and so it, it's almost you know, it would be almost inconceivable for them to not take action. So you know. As far as whether or not they should do things the way they do, you know, it's kind of hard to say anything bad about somebody if, they, if their real intention is to protect kids. Um, I mean, I don't think Gary didn't call the police and report her for assaulting him, right? I mean, that didn't happen. No. No, no they just saw it, and then they started to try to contact uh, Amber and Gary and try to, you know, you know uh, come around. But, um yeah, it's it's tough to say, oh, they're taking it too far because you know what, you got a kid there, and if you're willing to be violent, uh, whether it's uh, verbally or physically around a toddler, then you know you, so you know, and be on camera. Well, guess what? We probably somebody's probably needs to come in and 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 ask questions at least. Yeah. Well, let's talk about one of the other girls who had some legal battles this episode, which is Farah. Her, Derek's biological mother filed suit asking for visitation or demanding visitation rights with Sophia. And what I thought was so interesting was when Farah this episode went to Derek's stepmom and Derek's dad I was a little nervous at first because I thought, okay, whose mother are they going to be on? Because Derek's dad used to be married to this woman, and, like, she is the mother. So are they going to say, are they going to back out of it or side with her? I was nervous. But, you know, I, they fully sided with Farah, And I thought to myself, this is the way to have a relationship. If Derek's mother really wanted a relationship with Sophia, then she should become friends with Farah. She should go out on play dates like, like, 
like Derek's dad is doing. And so I thought to myself, they're doing it the right way. Because, look, Sarah's not preventing them from seeing her. Not whatsoever. Last week they went out. Last week's episode. This week's episode they went out. And so... I well, thought that was smart of them to back her. But they and, both you know, they, they even both, went so far um, saying, I don't know why she's doing it. What did they, you think of let's that? Also, let's also not forget that I, I, the parents, because of the mom, um, she is having trouble with getting the Social Security uh, money for the baby because the mom was the one that provided information in regards to, you know, my son never uh, went ahead and believed that was his son, that was his daughter, therefore she doesn't deserve any of this money. So she already started on a bad side with Sarah. To begin with, it was the mom that gave that info. It. it was, uh, it was. Yes, when she's reading the the information, they say, you know, uh, the mom wasn't really cooperating with social services uh, in regards to, you know, saying yes, my son knew that was his daughter. Um, and even Farrah mentioned, even his sister never contacted, and she wasn't helping after the DNA test. She did not try to help or go with me to file the paperwork, you know, so that's why they're saying that, uh, you know, the baby's not Derek's kid because he never acknowledged it, and they heard from from the family members that he did not believe it was his baby. But were you surprised that Derek's dad sided with Sarah as opposed to his ex-wife? No, I think, I think I, I was... I wasn't surprised at all. Um, maybe he knows her better than we all do and because we, we haven't even seen them on any of the seasons. So maybe he knows, you know, this is evil, the way they're going around it. Um, instead of just contacting you like we did, hey, we want to see our granddaughter. Can we set up a date just like you said, Mari? But it doesn't seem like that's the way they're going. The first uh, communication that Farah gets from them is this court paper saying we want to take some days away from you well no that's that wasn't the first i mean you know they wanted to um you know be be around her more when they when she did meet with them you know for dinner or whatever at that place but the the thing is it seems like it's bigger than just uh you know her reporting to the agency that 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 my son maybe thought it wasn't his kid it seems bigger than that because farah's mom and farah are like we don't want her to be around Sophia at all, and you know they just and when she's with uh, the the stepmom and the other the other the real dad the other dad, she says, <clears throat> you know we just want to keep her away from the negativity on that side, and, and the dad agrees. So <clears throat> it is it does seem like he knows something, and they're talking about something, but I feel like it's something bigger than just you know her saying one time. Uh, you know, to the agency, my son may not thought that maybe he wasn't the father. Who knows? Maybe for one moment, you know, that the her son did say that, and she just chose to, you know, kind of tell that that portion of it. <clears throat> no, I think it is bigger than that. I think that that Derek's mother never liked Sarah, and the fact that she wanted to deny all along that Derek was the father, then you know, that's hurtful. That's negative. <laughs> Yeah, it was too bad. With, with, but, um, with Farrah, though, I, you know what? I, what, I, what always happens, and um, I hate it because I, I like Farrah, but what happens every time is she gets in that mode where she is just so impatient with her mother, and it's just uh, – I just get so disappointed, you know, in that um, she – like, I, I, it actually distracts me from her circumstances, from the situation that she's in, because she clearly loves her daughter. Her daughter is beautiful and actually looks happy and help, healthy and well taken care of. 
But then, you know what, her mom says something that just gets under her skin, and then she just is, you know, straight out plain disrespectful. You know, I I agree with you, Ed, but as I was watching it, uh, I I kept thinking, you know, she has, she's mentioned it and said it herself several times. She has nobody, no friends, no one who she can confide to, no one who she can express her feelings aside from her therapist. And we rarely see her around friends anymore. Um, And I just think her mom or people that are close to her, her mom, her dad, uh, is who gets all these crazy emotions from Sarah. She has no other way to release her anger, her sadness, her happiness, but around her mom. And, you know, I think whenever, just for this instance, when she's nervous, freaking out, and I don't know, I'm sure the mom was just talking to her about Barney and what Sophia liked to try and calm her down and have her think about something else. But to Farah, it's just like, you know, shut up. Like, I'm going through this. I don't need you. And she just thinks out loud and transfers all that negativity towards her mom. But I I don't think she does it on purpose. We've seen her be very happy and hug her mom and say, I love you. I appreciate everything you do. I really do appreciate you being here for me and Sophia. But again, I just think she's so lonely. She has no one to express any of her feelings or emotions to that. She just takes it out on her mom. Wow. But I agree with Ed. It makes it so difficult to watch her and to rally for her because any moment, and to feel bad for her, because any moment I think, oh, this is a tough situation. She's by herself. The baby's father has passed away. She's going through this court battle. And, you know, I want to feel bad for her. And then she shows that attitude again mm-hmm. every episode. And it gets to the point where anytime her and her mom are in a scene, I'm wondering, okay, is she going to snap now? Because earlier, before she snapped at the hearing, earlier her mom said, you know, I think you should go to this hearing. And I saw the slightest tinge of attitude, and I thought, oh, well, you know, she's going to blow up right now. And I was actually shocked that she didn't. And it's hard for me to find sympathy for her when she treats her mom like such shit. And I understand she has no friends, but that is no excuse. Get some friends or, (laughs) I don't know, don't treat your mom like that. Yeah, I agree. It's like this. You can contact Ed. She has a friend there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be friends. (laughs) We can be friends. (laughs) <laughs> no, but Ed, you're on the right no, same side. On. You're not hold a, a Sarah no, fan. Maybe, maybe Sarah should contact Isabel because Isabel, you actually are the one who rallies for. Well, wait a minute, Don't wait a minute, wait a minute. No, Isabel, Mari, Isabel is making fun of me because I told her that I I think Farah uh, is cute. Okay, and so that's why she said maybe be friends with Ed. That's why she's making fun of me. So. <laughs> Well, I have some news and gossip for you coming up later on Sarah and her being huge, and you might get another chance to uh, to see your your celeb crush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we get into Macy and Caitlin, what did you think about? I mean. I I was shocked when when Derek's mother tried to get visitation, but last episode I thought, well, is this legit? Because, you know, they seem genuinely scared about it. But it did end that, you know, everything was dismissed. And I agreed when the lawyer said at the top of the episode, he said, first of all, they need to prove there was a relationship there beforehand, and they need to prove that Sarah was unfit to make visitation decisions, both of which are unlikely. So I'm glad it was thrown out. What did you guys think of that? Uh, nope. I, I mean, although I, I don't want, you know, I, I would say it's better to not have conflict and tension and negativity, especially with a child. But at the same time, 
no way, man. I, I did not rejoice in the fact. In fact, I was I was sort of uh, angry that they came home and did a dance and all this stuff and singing songs and celebration that they don't have that that Sophia doesn't have to see her grandmother. That's her grandmother. Okay. It doesn't matter, Ed. It, it matters, doesn't matter. It ma- so it, you're telling me if grandma matters. was a rapist, uh, that's your grandma. You need to be around your grandma. Uh, well, like I said, like I said in previous uh, in sixteen and pregnant and uh, previous episodes, um, w- when you're dealing with, say, even a dad that has uh, issues. Now, you know, you said I think you said a rapist. That's pretty extreme. But like even somebody, <laughs> who, even somebody who has self-destructive uh, habits should still be allowed access to their children. In that case, maybe it would be required to be supervised, but. That's grandma. And so, no, I was not happy that grandma doesn't get to see her granddaughter. I'm, I'm upset about that. And uh, I think that they shouldn't do that. Uh, I didn't like it at all. Well, you it know, I was... that this grandma was the person who claimed that her son wasn't even the father for a while. And so first she was claiming she wasn't the grandma, and now all of a sudden she's claiming she is. But I do agree with you, Ed. It's time to forgive and forget because she is her only paternal grandmother, and it is important to have a relationship. So I do agree with that. I just don't think going through the courts is the right way. Well, so right. I, I, I was happy that the hearing went that way. Yeah. I hope right. that in the future she can have the kind of relationship that, that, that Sophia has with Derek's stepmom, and that's yeah. the right way to go about a relationship. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like baby steps. Don't just send out some documents and say, okay, we want to actually take your daughter away from you for two days. Even if it's a day, baby steps. You right, right. Are, no, they, have yeah. not been anyone in her life, so I don't think you deserve a day or a night. Maybe 30 minutes, maybe an hour where I watch you with my daughter, but not, yeah. you know, baby steps. And, and, and this already shows something, you know, towards that grandma, the way she went around this. It's definitely not somebody that should be around Sophia well, right now, and I'm glad that she didn't win. And once they got home, it was the only time I saw, you know, grandma, uh, Sarah's mom and her dad and the baby all happy in the same room, just happy about something, whether it was, you know, this whole situation, but they seemed like they were happy and they were enjoying themselves around each other. And you can kind of forget how mean Farah had been to her mom <laughs> earlier. So it was a nice moment for me. Yeah, but you're, I mean, you're acting like you're, you're celebrating the fact that, oh, well, because this woman went through the, tried to go through the court system to get access to her granddaughter, that that's some horrible thing that for, because she did that, now she should have to relinquish her rights as a grandparent. No way. No way. That's, it that's, is. That's, it is. I mean, she, yeah. she's not relinquishing you, her rights. Well, look, no, here's really, the thing. She isn't here's the thing. You guys. She could. She can still. There's nothing stopping her from calling up there and saying, exactly. hey, listen, I want to see her. Can we meet in the park? You know, yeah. there's nothing well, stopping her. Yeah, the case of her ki- having any right, any right to keep, uh, you know, Sophia overnight. They wanted what two days out of the week. They wanted some visits. No, that 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 wasn't. Well, no. look, a lot of that is just lawyer tactics. I mean, you 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 don't ask for you don't you don't ask for something small if you want something big you ask for what you want and then had it not been dismissed you wouldn't have seen a judge just say here she can have the daughter for the weekend no you would have seen the judge do exactly what you guys are saying they would have said okay well you know what let's start why don't we start with an hour of supervised visitation you guys can meet in the central you know agreed upon location you could have be at the mcdonald's play place or whatever that way they can get comfortable and then maybe it will it will make sense to increase 
waste of time or something like that for visitation, vacations, whatever. You know, so but but also don't forget, Farah tried to not go to court and just you know, no, I, I don't think they deserve that, and they still came back by suing her. Right. So it wasn't like they were even trying to contact it and say, okay, fine, you don't want to go to court, that's cool, but can we talk? And I say, no, they came back with a bigger issue by suing Farah. Right, I don't no, think, no. you know, I, that, that just shows you these are not people that should be around Sophia yet. Yeah, see, again, I think that's taking it too to far. I think it's that. taking it too far to say that because they, they tried a certain way to gain access to the... I mean, listen, somebody tries to take away one of my children, I'm going to do anything and everything. I'm going to do court. I'm going to do all kinds of stuff. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to do, do you know, everything. And and some people may have different opinions about how you know what's right and what's wrong. You got to remember that you're not just talking about the grandparents' rights. You're talking about Sophia's right to know her grandmother. So, okay, so you're, you know, you're, you're somebody that didn't support her living. You're saying if someone were to try to take away your rights as a parent, you would fight for the kid. But that's because you wanted to be a parent all along. But this grandmother. Claimed that she exactly. wasn't the grandmother of the It doesn't child. matter. That's and not. That's not saying just because at one moment she says. Eight. Just because at one moment she says or has a feeling like I'm. I, I don't want to be a grandparent. I don't think it's mine. That doesn't mean that she and in I that moment gives up moment. every future nine months. You can't deny one thing and ask for the other. Sure you can. Sure you can, when it comes to and then ask for visitation. Right. And 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 the nine months that Farah was pregnant after she gave birth. I mean, how old? You can't do a DNA test while the baby's in the womb. You can't do a DNA test until after the baby comes out. DNA test comes out 99.67%. This is her son, and this is the only little piece left. And she realizes, oh, this is as close as I can be to my son. How How many parents... Go through sleepless nights and have moments in in their in their brains where they don't maybe inner thoughts they don't share with people and they wish that they were not the parent they wish that they never had their kid and they don't tell anybody because it's a deep dark secret. Should they because they thought that at that time then no longer be allowed to be a parent? No, this and this is even farther removed. And there may be other factors for this this grandmother, other things that made her feel really overwhelmed, and for her to be held responsible for one, you know, situation where she says these things like, I don't think I'm the grandmother. And then it comes out to be proven that she is. And then guess what? Just like on the Maury Povich show, right? The guy finds out he's the dad. And then is he going to step up or is he going to walk out? So she, after finding out that the DNA test was 99.67, does the right thing and says, I want to step up and be a grandmother in my granddaughter's life. Okay. And that should not be denied. That should not be denied easily. Couldn't she have done that without getting the courts involved? Of course she could have. Of course she could have. But her decision to try to do it uh, uh, through the courts doesn't mean that she should not have access to her granddaughter for the rest of her life. There's no way. That's too extreme. I don't think either of us are saying that she shouldn't have access for the rest of her life. We're saying that we don't think that she went about it the right way through the courts. Nothing is stopping her from calling her up now. Well, Isabel's saying that. And I think that's fine. No, I said that I agreed with them coming home and celebrating. Yeah, they had every right to celebrate. She didn't win the way she wanted to. Now, if she wants to try a different way, go ahead. I don't think they're saying they're closing the door on that. They're just happy that they didn't, you know, she didn't get what she wanted. She was going by it an evil way. I mean, this wasn't the way to go. And I'm glad that 
devastating win. Well, I, I'm glad. I'm, I mean, of course, like I said, uh, there's uh, no judge would have said, okay, take the baby this coming weekend and bring her back on, you know, take her on Friday, bring her back on Monday. No judge would have said that. There, there's going to okay, be, Ed. there's going to be all kinds of things that come in before that. But no, I think it was, I think it was bad that they celebrated. I didn't like it at all, at all, at all, at all. Well, Ed, I'm very glad to have you as one of our team mom hosts because we all have such differing opinions, and I think that it's great that here at AfterBuzz TV we can have these debates but can, at the end of the day, agree to disagree. So I think that we should agree to disagree on this issue with Farah and Derek's mom. Well, if, if, if <laughs> so when Sophia, when Sophia gets family. to be older... If when Sophia gets to be older and she listens to an old archive recording, Sophia, I just want you to know I was in favor of you having an opportunity to get to know your grandmother. Oh, yeah, because by then you won't be alive. I'm just say agree to disagree because that's not what Isabella and I were saying. We weren't <laughs> saying she shouldn't have an opportunity to see her grandmother. We were just saying we didn't like the way she went about it. But I'm going to table that issue, okay, settle okay. that issue. <laughs> Let's go on to Caitlin and discuss her relationship with her mother, what did you guys think about this? The thing that always stands out to me about Caitlin and Tyler is how mature they are for the types of parents they have and the way they've been raised. I have no <laughs> idea how they came out as level-headed as they are. Yep, because anytime they're with their parents, I think, who's the kid here and who's the parent? <laughs> yeah, Do you not agree with that? Yeah, it's like they're somebody else's kids. I mean, no offense, but, you know, you, it just seems like they're, they're raised by somebody. They have so much more wisdom and patience and knowledge. And, I mean, Tyler blew me away with how he would listen to, you know, this like when uh, Caitlin was on the phone with her mom and it went the, the scene where she was crying. And she's actually able to articulate what she needs from her mom and say, you know, talking about mom, you need to consider my feelings and you just yell at me sometimes and I don't know why and I don't know what to expect, etc. And she's being so articulate and uh, and fair with her words. And then Tyler just listens to the whole thing. And at the end, he he goes over what she did, applauds her, says, I'm proud of you. You did great. You did. You told her what you felt. You did best you could. I mean, amazing maturity on the part, especially on Tyler's part. But, but both of them, I agree with you, Mari. Their ability to communicate their maturity level, it's like, where did that come from? Honestly, I'm always so impressed. Last week when Tyler's dad came back from jail, I thought to myself, who's the parent and who's the kid here? And this week when they're urging, you know, Caitlin's mom to go to counseling, I, I'm very happy that they turned out the way they did, and I hope that they don't go down the same road as their parents. But I will say I really, you know, throughout the season have not liked Caitlin's mom. I really have disliked her. And this episode, I saw a different side of her because she always puts up that defensive front and she yells at her daughter and does not listen to her daughter. But finally, once Caitlin almost like begged her to go to therapy, finally she listened to her daughter and once the tears broke and she started crying and she said, you know, I don't want our relationship to be like this. I didn't know this is how you felt. I was happy that April and Caitlin are like on the right path now. You know, I didn't know I didn't know I could expect that out of April and I'm glad that I saw that side of her. Um, do you think secretly the mom is a little uh jealous of her daughter, just the way her daughter has been able to carry herself 
after giving her baby up for adoption. I think the mom expected her to break down and then go back to the mom for help. Um, and Caitlin just never did that. She, they've been very strong with each other and just, you know, very happy, supportive of their decision. And I just think the mom has been so upset about her giving up the baby. So part of her still has all that anger against Caitlin, and that's why she always explodes. Wow. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I would say she's uh, jealous, but I think this is, might be one of those situations where the things that the mom keeps saying are not an issue for her, uh, I think probably actually are. Like she keeps saying, I'm not mad at her for giving up her baby. I'm not. I'm not upset with her. It's almost like to me like one of those things where you say it enough to be like, okay, maybe there is something there that you're upset about. Right. And But then maybe it is like what you're saying, Isabel, like, uh, you know, she – Maybe the mom wishes that she didn't have to be burdened with, you know, raising a daughter, even though she does love her daughter. I believe it when she says it. This episode, I believed it every time. I mean, just looking at her and hearing her on the phone and then you see her in person, she doesn't seem like somebody that would be able to sit through a counseling session and listen and, and, you know, and actually learn from it. Uh, But she was and she did. So, you know, it was good. But um yeah, and she doesn't seem like somebody that's clean and not doing drugs. Yeah, that's a that's a that's something I was thinking. Yeah. I have to admit it. I have to admit it. Yeah, no, she kind of looks like she's had some mess problems in the past. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm glad that the kids turned out the way they did, and I hope that their relationship continues on to the right path. Um, before we go to a commercial break, I wanted to talk about Macy and get to her and her moving back and forth because last week, last episode, we saw her decide to stay in Tennessee or in, in Nashville and to have Kyle move in with her. And then this week, she decides to move back to Chattanooga. And then at the end of the episode, Kyle decides to quit his job and move to Chattanooga with her. So I'm happy that he's willing to basically do anything for her. Um, and I'm thrilled that she decided to move back to Chattanooga personally because when she was saying she drives two hours each way to go to school from Nashville to Chattanooga, I was doing the math in my head. It's like four hours every day for six days a week. That's 24 hours outside of seeing your kid. That's 24 hours not being with your child. So, you know, I think that that would be ridiculous to spend all that time in the car. Don't you agree? Yeah, it is. And, my one of the things I thought was, well, then why is she moving instead of just starting to go to school in Nashville instead? Uh, do do we know why she's so tied to the Chattanooga State education? I mean, it's probably more difficult to transfer schools than it is to find a new job. Really? Yeah, I, sorry, can, I remember from alarm. I remember apartments going off. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just remember from the past season. I mean, I'm sorry, the past um, yeah, season, she had actually, before she moved down, that was one of the first things she did. She looked at schools um, before she even made her decision to move down near Kyle. So I don't know what happened here. Again, we're missing some parts of the story. Yeah, I just, uh, that's one thing I thought. I thought, okay, if, if you're, because she talks about, you know, wanting to build her family and start her family. And she's talking about with Kyle and, ta- you know, and she even tells her friend, you know, sometimes she feels like, yeah, let's just have another baby and just start establishing, you know. Uh, but then to me, it'd be a small thing to, to just 
start to go to school in Nashville because you've already got these things in your life that are no longer choices. And, you know, you got Bentley and there's no longer a choice. And this to me is uh, what's happening here where Bentley is really attached to Kyle and vice versa. Okay. Uh, this is why, man, uh, you know, if a, if a, a single mom is going to bring her child around a guy, boy, she's really got to know what she's doing because she can't control the bond that might take place there with the child and that man. And so then now we're in a situation where if Kyle hadn't, you know, decided to come and move down, Bentley would have had, a, you know, another relationship sort of torn away. And it's not his fault. So I, that's, that's why I was concerned because in my mind – and. You guys know the history of um, Macy and Ryan better than I do, but the the look on Macy's face, the feeling that I got from all those scenes where she's kind of just kind of pondering and looking off and talking to her friend and looking at Kyle and and Bentley playing on the swings and whatnot. But when she would talk about moving back and at her dad's house, my feeling was that she is got Ryan on her mind. And is he was he so horrible that that would never happen? Because that's the feeling I got. Like, you know, it wasn't the end of the world that Kyle wasn't moving with her. She's hoping to start back up with Ryan. Is that totally wrong? Totally wrong. I no, I don't know. I have some more bad news and gossip. I don't believe that they're. If, you know, basically, I'll I'll give a, I'll spill a little bit of the beans. Some magazines are claiming that Macy and Ryan are actually back together or that she still loves him. I think that there's still something there. I feel like every time that they switch off Bentley, there's some sort of tension, like yes. a flirtation, a sexual tension. Um, that's what I, I see. He definitely still liked her. Well, I, well, I, I see it from her. I mean, I, I guess I could see it from him, below, but I definitely see it from her. At least that's how I feel about it. Well, I mean, let's not forget she... It was some... It wasn't like she stopped loving him because she wanted to. He made her stop. He was the one that didn't want anything with her. It was over, and she just had to, you know, be the mature one and understand, okay, this is not going to work out, so I'm just moving on. Well, wait a minute, Isabel. Give us insight into the female psyche. Isn't that the thing that makes women want the guy even more? No, because we're not dealing with not the little girl a here. Child. She's actually very mature. She's very mature. And the minute she backed away, that was it. She was done. And it's, I, I think, you know, I'm a mother, and if there's one thing that can make you back away from someone that you love is the way they treat your son. And for now, we see Ryan be a good dad with his son. But before, he wouldn't even look at him, touch him, did not care. And that's we got to see Macy say it over and over again. If there's anything that kills me and hurts me is the way he treats Bentley. It's like he doesn't even love him. Yeah, and I think that's part no, of what makes, now, Ra- makes uh, Kyle so I, Well, that's what I said, not now. I'm talking about before. And, and, and that's how she was pushed away to just never want to be around him anymore because he did not show his feelings for his son until now. Yeah. I do think if Bentley weren't around, then Macy would have put up with Ryan a lot longer. I don't think that she ever fell out of love with him. It was that he wasn't a good force for them to be together. For them to be together wouldn't have been a good idea for Bentley. And so she had to move on, but that that doesn't mean that that love went away. 
Yeah, I didn't see. You know. Like, I saw a small little smirk. I don't know. She maybe she's somebody who is not, you know, not very uh, emotionally expressive. Um, you know, like I said, you guys know her better than I do. But she just her and Kyle. I'm not, and maybe it's because they're on camera too. But they seem so reserved. They seem so unsure. You know, and it just I didn't get the feeling like. Uh, you know, I, I don't I'm not trying to say anything negative, but when I saw them in the kitchen and he told her I, I, I quit my job, and you know, I just felt like it was all just like unsure. They really unsure of what they even wanted, if it was the right thing to do. Which not knowing if it's the right thing to do is okay, but not knowing if you want it or not, that's a whole big different thing. And that's the feeling I got. Like they just, you know, I saw a little smirk of relief on her face, but I didn't really see that sort of you know, super happiness that I would expect of a couple that's, you know, really in love and that she, she, she wants to get married and, and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I have more on, uh, Macy and Kyle and Ryan and their relationship, uh, in news and gossip. So why don't we go to a quick commercial break and I'll come back with that. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. television and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. I mean, it's Shakespearean. Like you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Find out why After Buzz TV is the number one source for after show content. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Ducky is a villain. 424-256-1729. 424-256-1729. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Your husband or your best friend? The wig! The wig will come out. When the TV show is over, get your after buzz on. Okay, so I have some news and gossip and some answers for you, Ed. Okay, so according to OK Magazine, suddenly single Macy has been getting closer to Ryan since she and Kyle decided to take a break. Quote, Macy and Ryan's friendship has been great. They've been doing a good job figuring out a system of how to raise family together. Ryan's parents also praise them for putting aside their differences to learn to be good parents. They said, quote, we're extremely proud of the way Ryan and Macy are coming together to co-parent family. Wow. Isabel, did you would you have expected uh, Macy and Kyle to take a break after he moved down there? Yeah, really. They Why? did when she moved up there. He left her once she moved up there. I will give a little disclaimer here. Every single week that I pass the newsstand, Macy is with Kyle or with Ryan, or she right. is having. You know, it's like it's crazy the back and forth of these magazines. So I'm not sure what to believe here because one week she'll be on the cover of Us magazine saying she wants to have a second child with Kyle, and then the next week she'll be on the cover and they're back with Ryan and wants to have a second kid with Ryan. So I don't tend to believe the magazines here. Okay. Yeah, and I don't find it hard to believe that they can grow up grow up and then come back together and maybe make something work out but i think they're growing up and just differently from each other so i don't think it would work out even if they got together i just don't believe the magazines yeah and ed i have uh some news for you on your celebrity crush Sarah will be appearing in the new charlie's angels television show 
and she tweeted, this is one of my speakers, but she said, yay, I met great people out of casting, and I'm going to be in the new Charlie's Angels movie. Good luck to hear the other, good luck to the other amazing casties. So clearly she's not going to be in the movie, but she's going to be in the TV show, but you will be able to see her and her um, new fake boobs on that show well, <laughs> in the fall. Well, I, I hope she can take some of the money that she uh, she makes and you know take out how to... Got to be respectful to my mom class, but um, but other than that, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, she claimed her boobs were an investment in her future. I don't know if they want her to get the Charlie Tango stage or what, but she landed it. <laughs> um, now I have Amber Fortwood news. She will be getting a visit from Leah while she's still in rehab. She and former fiance Gary uh, discussed that, and he actually made that happen. He petitioned to the court to get a no-contact order lifted. Because they actually had a no-contact order, Gary and her, based off of everything that's happened. And now he plans to fly to California tomorrow with Leah to visit Amber for the Rehab Center's family week. Wait a minute. Gary and Amber had a no-contact order for each other or for the... the No, it was for the baby. Yeah, yeah, between each other. They had a no-contact order. They could not be with each other. They could each be with the baby but could not be with each other. Oh my God! I didn't know that part, mm. man. You know, because see, everything one, that's unfolding that we know, even though the episodes are so far behind. Yeah, no, I, I think I was just going to mention that. You know what? In some respects, I kind of want to, uh, you know, give Gary props because he's he's dealing with somebody who really, you know, she'll she'll hit him, she'll yell at him, she'll if he tries to 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 say one thing that she's responsible for she gets mad and blames him for 10 things you know and says you're not you're not going through anything i mean she just is really difficult to deal with for him even to the point of assault but yet he still is is hanging in there for his daughter at least at this point in the show um but wow i didn't i you know i guess maybe that if he petitioned the court to get a no contact order lifted that means that someone else placed it meaning the law enforcement said you're not allowed to contact right. him yeah, I agree with you, Ed. Wow. Like I've said it before, this is probably the best dad on these shows. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens, but I am glad that she gets to see her daughter in rehab because it must be incredibly difficult. She's been in rehab for about a month now, so to be away from her daughter for that long must be very difficult. Yeah, yeah. But um, I have some Caitlin and Tyler news. They've settled with a Michigan landlord who's taken a couple of the courts seeking to have them evicted for failing to pay their rent on time. Wow. Mm. See, that type of thing so, just makes it tougher to, to stay positive. I mean, come on, going to court for paying, I mean, that's just, God, that's got to be stressful. Got to be stressful. And I just wonder, don't they have MTV money to pay for their rent? We're always wondering where the and MTV all the money is. engagement. Yeah, that's what we want to know. And I mean, you see, one on one hand, you see Macy going to one apartment to another. The first one's like, "Oh, this one's eight hundred and fifty dollars a month." She's like, "Okay." Next one, much. It's a nice place. Did you see the inside of that place? It's a nice furnished apartment, and it's like she goes, "It's a thousand dollars a month," and she's like, "Okay, no problem. I'll take it." And I know that's that's not a lot of. But I think we also have to think about their parents. Think, look at their parents. They all look well put together, and then you see Caitlin's. And um, Tyler's parents, and who knows? Maybe most of their money is going to helping their parents. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's what yeah. it is. I'm sure it's what it is. But for Macy's situation, it seems like something that we would hear. 
like like it seems like it's important for to tell the reader okay how how come this this kid this mom can afford a thousand dollars a month by herself and these other ones are taken to court because they can't pay their rent you know explain that in the show like one of the friends to say how are you going to pay for this i say oh my dad's giving me money you know it seems like something that in life we would it would be revealed but yeah well, we'll see more of that next week in their money struggle. Uh, next week's episode, Caitlin and Tyler need jobs, and they start applying for jobs. Ryan actually wants to take Macy to court because she's trying to take Bentley on his days. Amber's custody saga continues to unfold, and Farah has concerns about graduating. So I will hopefully have both of you joining me next week as well as Courtney, and hopefully our this debate will continue, <laughs> and um, and thank you for joining me this week, both of you. All right, thanks, Mari. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much, and join us next week, same time, same place for AfterBuzz TV Teen Mom. <laughs> we got the predictions. That was predictions. Well, she she. she I was did... predictions. I ran through it. I knew you guys got. At what point did you say? And that's the AfterBuzz TV so news I and gossip. Okay, hold on. For the record, for the record, that is not DJ Jesse Janity call, uh, talking to us from the booth. That is his fill-in. Uh, who also aka fill in. Phil in. Um, so, but see, you guys did a changing of the guards over there, Phil, and we didn't even know that that I know. happened. I, I mean, you know, Mari starts hearing your voice and she thinks that she's going crazy, like you're in her head or tapping her phone or something. <laughs> she is going crazy because uh, she didn't say, and that's your After Buzz TV news and gossip. Uh, well, and that was your After Buzz TV news and gossip. I'm sorry, I rolled straight into the prediction. Okay, okay, well, wait a minute. Since, since uh, I didn't do the predictions. Oh, now you're doing the end credit thing. Yeah, because now you guys are ending. Well, I didn't do predictions yet. Oh, wow. Okay, I predict that... Okay, uh, it's Ed's turn to do predictions. I predict that... Uh, uh, what's her face? Um, Macy? Macy likes Ryan. Macy likes Ryan. Macy likes Ryan. Oh, gosh. That's it. I don't think we're going to see that next week prediction. or any time no. this season. Oh, and, and that Farrah is going to be... Uh, a wonderful actress. No, I don't. I, I kind of. I can't imagine her being a good actress, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.